So Shauna, thanks for coming on. No problem. Looking forward to it. Me too, me too. Um, and we're going to talk today about EFT, so emotional freedom techniques. Yep. Um, otherwise known as, well, I always knew it as tapping. Um, I never knew what EFT was. I just knew years ago, my um, my cousin's now wife um, used to do tapping. I remember her used to, she used to do it when she was going to begin through exams and things like that, or if she was feeling like she wanted to clear like negative energy and stuff. Yep. So um, yeah, no, it's great to have you on because like a lot more people are starting to be aware of EFT and, and, and stuff, but there'll be also lots of people listening that don't have a clue what it is. So um, tell us a wee bit about it. Like, what is it? What's it mean? Okay. Yeah. Well, as you say, some people know something about it, but other people know absolutely nothing. And this is completely new to them. So we'll kind of start from the very, very basics. So basically it is a, it's based on acupressure. Um, the reason you know it is tapping is because when you're actually doing it, what you're doing is tapping on different parts of your body. Um, and what it really does is it clears the emotional connection from things. So emotional freedom technique kind of makes sense. So what you do whenever you're in a tapping session is you tap on certain parts of your body. You're fully clothed. It's not intrusive at all. Um, you can either do it with a practitioner, which is what I am, or you can learn. It's very simply learned to kind of do it on your own or on other people. I use it on the kids all the time. And basically what it does, whenever we are in a stressful situation, no matter what that situation may be, could range from exam stress, as you say, right up to things like post-traumatic stress disorder, um, which maybe like veterans or whatever would be suffering from. So it's all kind of levels of stress. Whenever we're in that stressful situation, our cortisol levels go through the roof. Cortisol is the stress hormone in our bodies. And by simply tapping on these different parts of the body, as we're thinking of that stressful situation, we're talking about the stressful situation, we can actually reduce the cortisol level in the body just in a few minutes of tapping. So we will still remember the story. We will still be able to tell the story, but that emotional connection to the story has been broken. So say, for example, if like, say for the kids, I've mentioned that I use it for my children. Say one of the children come in and they have had an argument with their friend in the street. And you know what it's like when you're that age, it's like disaster has struck. They've fallen out with their best friend. They're telling me the story. They're really in kind of fight or flight. Their stress hormone levels have gone through the roof. With just a few minutes of me tapping on them, they can still tell me the story. It can still be the whole she said and then I said, and this is how I felt. But that emotion is reduced so they can think more clearly. Their breathing starts to come back to normal. Their heart rate goes back down. And they're actually kind of in the moment rather than still in that stressful situation that they were in. Mm -hmm. So it is completely clinically proven. Um, there's been numerous studies done. And, you know, just by kind of Googling it, you can find all these studies that have been done mostly in the US. And a lot of these studies have been around PTSD for veterans, so war veterans. They've done a huge clinical study on that, um, basically comparing people who go on medication for PTSD and people who go through a course of EFT and the EFT in, in a lot of cases has come out to actually do more good and, and kind of clear that post-traumatic stress disorder. So as I always say, it's not a kind of men in black, your memory is completely wiped and you no longer remember the fact that you were in that war or the fact of some of the things that you may have seen, but you can now look at them from a much more calm point of view. You don't get that emotional reaction as if you're actually back in the stressful situation. So a lot of us, whenever we've gone through stress and we're then thinking about it or telling people about it, we actually trigger the responses if we're back in that situation again. 
So our heart rate will go up, our palms will start to get sweaty, we'll start to speak really, really fast, our breathing will be shallow. So it breaks that kind of mind-body connection. So what we're thinking in the mind creates a response in the body. And by EFT, by using EFT, we can actually break that mind-body connection. And then the other thing about it is you can actually use it for future things. So if you're stressing about something that's coming up in the future, if you have to do a huge presentation in work, or if a child has to do an exam, or driving test, you know, kind of very simple everyday things that a lot of people would get highly stressed about. What you can actually do is in your mind, visualize yourself in that situation. So you're triggering the stress response. So just by using your the mind is a powerful thing as we know, just by using the mind, we trigger the stress response as if we're already in the stressful situation. So say for an interview, for example, if you think, okay, I have to go for an interview tomorrow and my boss is gonna be there and a couple of other managers from work. And I know whenever I go in, I'm not gonna be able to think clearly. Just by thinking about the situation, you're starting to put yourself into that fight or flight. So you can tap on it, thinking of what might happen in the future. So that actually when you're in the situation, your body remembers that you've already tapped on it, your cortisol levels have gone down. So when you're actually in the interview, as an example, <clears throat> you can think more clearly, your creative brain can work. Because when we're in fight, flight, or freeze, your creative brain's not working. You know, you're in that situation where you're supposed to be kind of running away from real danger. So your creative mind doesn't have to be working. You don't need to speak clearly. So we want to get ourselves out of that fight, flight, or freeze and actually be in the moment. Yeah. And calm and be able to use all our kind of creative faculties. Sounds amazing. And um, what about, um, where, who did you do your training with? Did you do it like in Belfast or? I did it here in Belfast, yeah. Um, Life Therapies, it was called. I'm not actually sure if it's, still, if it's still here or not. But what I did was I did tapping sessions with a friend of mine, um, Annette Burke, who's also still um, really heavily involved in kind of EFT and does sessions as well. So I had done it with her for myself and for the kids to actually kind of treat ourselves, if you know what I mean, as a client. And then because I realized how well it worked, I mean, it worked for things like getting the babies to sleep, which was unbelievable because a lot of things I had tried before hadn't worked. Um, so whenever I realized how useful it was kind of in our everyday lives, I then looked into it more and more. And then about seven years ago, I went and qualified as an EFT practitioner. Up until quite recently, I've been using it very informally with mainly with the kids, on myself as well, you know, because we all deal with stressful situations on a regular basis, unfortunately. Um, and I've realized how well it works. And then I've started to use it kind of in a more kind of formal situation in the, in the business then tapping into success, where I actually use it then to help people clear blocks around kind of career and business. Yeah. And the reason behind that, if it's okay to go into that at this stage, the reason behind that is because I have worked in a corporate environment for a lot of years, like more than 20 years. And I have seen so many people and mostly women who are holding themselves back from an opportunity. So they hold themselves back from going for a promotion. They maybe won't put themselves forward for project opportunity. They may have to lead a team. And it's because they don't feel like they're worthy, basically. They don't value themselves enough. Yeah. And they're blocking themselves from actually future career progression. And then as I got more and more involved in kind of the EFT side of things, and that kind of opens up, as you know yourself, once you start to dig into that, it opens up a whole community of other people. And I have met so many people in the wellness industry who are doing a brilliant job, maybe reflexology, kinesiology, massage, but they're completely undervaluing their services. They're, they hesitate to charge what they need to be charging to make a career from it. 
So a lot of them then have to do this balance of kind of their day job and then their side job, as they call it. And my thing is, really, you could be serving a lot more people if you were getting the money back to be able to sustain your own lifestyle. Yeah. So it's I'm now working with a lot of people from that side of things as well, where they're really, really hesitant to talk about money. Even talking about money and setting prices brings up that stress response. So I've been working with a lot of people in that as well. And the results have been unbelievable. So really excited to kind of see the amount of people that it can help. And the thing is, I mean, and I'm not just saying this because it's my business. I don't think I've met anybody that couldn't do with it, if you know what I mean, couldn't use it in some aspect of their lives. Mm-hmm. Even the people who are maybe seen on the outside as hugely successful, they still have their insecurities. They still maybe don't want to put themselves out in social media because they're afraid of negative response or they're very self-critical and they'll look at things like videos and go, oh my goodness, I couldn't put that out there. I don't look good enough. Or there's, there's a lot of insecurities in a lot of people, unfortunately. And yeah. tapping, is, it seems like a really good tool to, to help to clear that. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to kind of help as many people as I can and really get the word out there too. Good. I love your energy. You're just buzzing about AFT. I love it. And to be honest, like, you know, I I was hesitant, not hesitant about coming on here, but I have my own things as well of going, oh my goodness, a podcast, what does that involve? I'm not very technical. But once I get talking about it, I could talk about it. I could talk about it for hours because I know it works, you know, and I've seen the results. That's the thing, like, because obviously before um, you come on, we were talking and we were kind of, you know, roughly saying what we we would talk about. Yeah. And um, I knew that once you came on and this is obviously your passion. So um, it's nice to like have an idea of where you're going with it, but I know that once you come on and you're talking about what you're passionate about, you just absolutely flow with it and, you know, you're unstoppable. (laughs) Like, obviously, you know how well it works and stuff. Um, I actually, um, I want to go back to um, your whole business side thing in a bit, but I want to get a few steps back. So um, my experience with EFT um, as I had already said, I had I've known people that have done it over the years, one person. Um, and then for some reason, um, it came to me, it came up strongly for me um, almost two years ago when I was lying in a hospital bed waiting for surgery. <clears throat> and I was so, so, so stressed. I wasn't even in my body. I was absolutely besides myself because I was just so terrified mm-hmm. and um I was having the doctors then even after surgery still the same terrified because the doctors were coming around every day they were checking the wound and I knew that if it wasn't going to be good there was going to have to be more surgery and things like that it was hand surgery um and I was just terrified at eight o'clock every morning when the doctors came to do their rounds because I was like, oh my God, what if I open the wound and the wound's not right? And oh my God, and I'm going to lose my thumb. And I was just so, I, I it was honestly, it was, it was awful. And yep. for some reason, um, I don't know why, but EFT, I was like, I'll try some EFT. So I started to look it up and watch some YouTube videos and there's, isn't it nine points that you mm-hmm. work with? Yeah. And so I was like doing that like repeatedly every day, like karate chopping my hand and all this here. And um, I was like, right, you know, um, 
my hand's going to go back to full functionality and um, I everything's going to be okay like you know what I'm going to leave this hospital everything's going to be okay and I was like doing all the things and um absolutely like <laughs> like an abs I should have been probably in a men if, if if the doctors had to come in they would have put me into the psychiatric ward yeah straight um, up yeah but um but it really helped to settle me um, yeah. and I didn't get full functionality of my thumb, but I got the best possible outcome. That was one of the things that I was affirming. So as I was doing it, I was saying affirmations all throughout of mm -hmm. like, I'll, you know, um, I'll get the best possible outcome. My thumb will be working and all this here. And um, so that's my experience with it. My experience with it was very, very, very emotional. Um, and not what you would use it for in the sense of, like for success and business and all that there I didn't yeah. even think that you would use it for that yeah. so like um and let let me come back to that but yeah. let me go back again a step um talk to me a wee bit about the nine points and right. why that is the case in EFT so like a lot of people listening will be going right well but why how do like how does it actually work yeah like obviously there are pressure points in the body so they're connected to Chinese medicine and things like that so talk yeah. to me a bit about that okay well first of all you say nine points and again it depends there's a lot of tapping on um YouTube which is brilliant because it means people can get started basically straight away um but it depends who you watch what points they do so you know and for a practitioner it depends who you've trained with what points you do as well so um, for me, I start at the top of the at the top of the body and basically work my way down. Um, so it doesn't go any lower than the waist, as you know. The lowest one is is under the arm, kind of the bra strap point there for women. But the the other one that I do, the other points that I do are the hand fingertip points. And a lot of EFT practitioners don't do this, but it has been proven that it works. But I'll, I'll go back to why that works in a minute. But the reason that you're tapping on different parts of your body, so it's based on acupressure or acupuncture, as we would have we would have heard of kind of through as you say Chinese medicine and basically what it is is there's meridians that run down through your body and um, with tapping you can either tap with two hands so say for example one of the points is side of the eye some people tap with two hands under the eye some people tap with two but really it depends you can do it with either most people just do it with their dominant hand so I would do it with my, my right hand and the reason for that is that the same meridians run down both sides of the body so it really doesn't matter which side you tap on it can be either side and as you're tapping on these, basically, it's telling your body that you're safe and you're you're reducing the cortisol levels. Now, each of the points does relate to a specific area in the body. But I mean, even when you're learning, even when you're learning to be a practitioner, you don't need to learn which point connects to which part of the body because you're covering them all. So that's the good thing. No matter what is going on with you, you're not thinking, OK, which part of the body is it? Okay, so it's my stomach that my nerves go to. Whenever I get nervous, I feel like I need to run to the bathroom. So then I need to work out which point I need to tap on. You don't have to do that. It's not as complicated as that. You basically cover all the points and you tap on them all. And by doing that, you're clearing wherever the blockage is. So whenever we have a blockage in our meridian, it causes an issue in our body or kind of in our mind and in our emotional state. So what we're doing whenever we're tapping on it is we're clearing that blockage so that the energy can flow up and down the meridians and we put ourselves into a calmer emotional state. So it's kind of, you could read about it. You could go into investigations for months about kind of the whole background of it. But what I really do with my clients and some people who come to me have tapped before 
and just want to learn how to use it more specifically for what I do. Other people are coming and don't know tapping at all. So I really have to start from kind of the basic de-stress round of tapping to get them to show them basically how it all works. My main thing is it works, you know, and that's it. And whenever I'm dealing with people who maybe are a bit hesitant, who maybe are more from a business side and not maybe from the wellness side of things, I just always say, look, it might look a bit woo-woo, it might sound a bit woo-woo, but stick with me. You know, you might feel like a bit of a fool tapping on the top of your head and under your eye. And if somebody else walks in while you're doing it, I was doing it with a client recently and her husband walked in and we were laughing going, he's going to be asking you what on earth are you up to now? So it might look a bit silly when you're doing it, but it works and it's been proven that it works. And it's kind of on my sessions, I say, it's not up to me to prove that it works. I'm just going to show you that it works. You know, and if you want to read the background to it and kind of the medical side of it, go ahead, but it works. And back to what I mentioned about the hand points, a lot of the practitioners that you would see online, even kind of the big names in, in Tappan, like Nick Ortner and his whole um, Tappan Solution Foundation, a lot of people don't use the fingertip points, but I have added in into my rounds, the fingertip points. What you basically do is you tap on the corner of each fingernail, the corner, the, the side of the fingernail that's facing you. So you start with the thumb, and you tap through each of the fingers. And as you're doing it, then you're saying one of your, your kind of lines or your affirmations, as you said, and then I finish on the karate chop point. And the reason that I do that and get people into the way of using that is because it's there are points that you can use at any time. Mm. You know, if you're sitting in a stressful situation, say again, back to a child waiting for an exam paper to be set down on their desk, they're not going to be sitting in an exam hall and start to do this on the tops of their heads. And this, you know, can you imagine asking a 16-year-old waiting for the GCSE paper to be doing that? There's no way. Like, So they can do this, though. They can put their hand under the desk and they can yeah. tap on the sides of their fingers and nobody needs to know they're doing it. So I've taught my children that, to, to use that whenever they need it, whenever they're not in a situation where they can do a whole full-blown tapping. Mm-hmm. And I, I would use it as well. Say, for example, you're in a situation where you're going to get up and do a talk. There's 200 people in the room. The speaker before you just finishing off and you're starting to feel that kind of palpitations and the, the palms of your hands are getting a bit sweaty. I would just literally sit with my hands in my lap and tap around the fingertip points. And because my body's used to tapping, it knows, right, this is she wants to calm down now. We need to lower the, the cortisol level and yeah. it works. And it's actually, if you look at some of the, the American um, sports people on the sidelines now, like a lot of these big, burly American footballers, when you actually, if you could zoom in the sidelines, and I've seen this in videos, while they're waiting to go on, while they're waiting their turn, they're sitting tapping on their, okay. their fingertip points. Yeah, because not only does it lower cholesterol, but it improves your performance as well. Because if you're in a calmer situation, you're not making moves or in our kind of life, making decisions from a stress point of view. You're making it from a very calm, collected point of view. So everything improves. Yeah, funny you say that, actually. Um, I have a guy coming on the podcast soon. It was actually supposed to be before you, but um, we've had a reschedule. Um, he is going to come on and talk about um, stress and injury. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, all about like basically getting injured in a, in a football game because you're so stressed or you have stuff on your mind. So yeah. I'll have to um, connect you, actually. Yeah, that would be great. Because, I mean, it's a known fact that the more stressed we are, the easier we are injured. And a good example of that is somebody's in a car, a car accident. If you're driving along in a car and you see a car coming towards you that you know is going to crash into you, you immediately tense everything up. And even if the bump isn't that much, it can really hurt the whole kind of shoulder area and whiplash and all that sort of stuff. 
if you get bumped from behind and you don't know it's coming, you're in a more relaxed state, the chances are you won't be as badly injured because you're not kind of waiting for that impact and all your muscles haven't contracted. So, you know, you're always going to be in a better either mental or physical state if you're calmer. And you yeah. mentioned as well about being in the hospital and kind of being worried about your injury and all that. The other thing that doesn't work well when we're in fight, flight or freeze is our immune system. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're in fight, flight or freeze for a short time to run away from a wild animal, as we always go back to, your immune system doesn't need to be working to fight off viruses at the time. So your immune system just goes into halt completely. So yeah. if we're constantly in our normal daily lives in fight, flight or fright, your immune system's not working well. So you're going to be picking up things a lot easier. And when you do pick up things, your body finds it harder to deal with it and, you know, kind of manage it itself. So if, again, if you can reduce that stress, get yourself into a calm situation, your immune system will kick back in and the chances are then you'll you'll recover quicker if you do pick things up. Yeah. And just going back to your um, your point about like there's, there's no denying it works. I've also been having this conversation this week with my friend because um, I wanted to start therapy because um, I just think that everyone should have some element of therapy in their life. Like we all carry some stuff. Yep. And um, I decided to not go to talk therapy and to go to um, a therapy that involves like spiritual healing and Reiki and things like that. Yeah. And um it's obviously mental like it is it is mental and um when I talk to my like me and my brother my younger brother would be pretty close and he's open-minded enough but when I talk to him about stuff like this he's like what are you talking about yeah um and then I go but there's no denying like you could explain things do your blue in the face yeah but people won't get it but that doesn't matter because no. you can't deny that it works. And that's it. For you, do you know, yeah. that's all you need. And that's it. And that's what I don't want to get into, you know, on sessions and stuff. I don't want to be the one convincing people that it works. Yeah. I just want to say to people, do you know what? Whether you believe it works or not, and that's the good thing with this, even if you don't believe in it, it works. Yeah. Because your body feels the tapping and your body will kick in. Even if your mind at the time is going, what is this crazy woman making me do? Tapping on different parts of my body on a Zoom call. But it just works and that's it. And actually what you mentioned there, that was one point I wanted to to go back to. You mentioned there about talking therapies. And yes, there's, you know, they do a lot of good and there's a lot of people who benefit from them. The difference with tapping and some of the talking therapies is, I didn't really mention that when we're tapping on different points, we are talking, we're, we're, you know, saying things out loud. But the difference with tapping and a lot of the talking stuff and a lot of the stuff that we see online now is all about positive positivity positive affirmations if you've got negative beliefs repeat your positive affirmations repeat your positive affirmations 30 (laughs) times a day and your negative beliefs are going to go unfortunately it's not that easy or we would all be going around in this wonderful wee bubble of positivity that's not always the case the difference with tapping is it deals with the negative first and whenever I was learning it it was explained to me and it really made sense do you ever have a day where you decide right I'm going to clear out my bedroom Mm-hmm. and you start off and your bedroom's relatively tidy but then you have to get everything out into the middle of the floor to see what you're keeping and what you're what's going to charity what's going to the dump and what you're going to keep and when you're halfway through you look at your room and go oh my god what have I done it's worse than it was when I started but you have to keep going through the mess and then at the end of the day it's cleared you've got a couple of bags for charity and you feel so much better <laughs> that's basically the way tapping works you need to get the negative stuff out in the open first Mm -hmm. before you can clear that and then leave room for the positive stuff to come in 
So say, for example, if somebody was to come and say they were going for an interview and they were really, really nervous about it. And every time they thought about it, they felt sick. I wouldn't start tapping with them going, I can't wait to go for my interview. It's going to be brilliant. And I'm going to ace it and I'm going to get the job and it's all going to be wonderful because they're going to be going, well, this is a lot of BS. Is it? No, this isn't what I believe. What I would start with, I would actually take them as far into the negative as I could to actually make sure we're getting it all. And a lot of times what people think they're dealing with, actually, when you dig a wee bit deeper, it's maybe coming from something that happened in childhood, for example. Maybe they've stood up in front of the class and somebody's laughed at them or their parents haven't been very, um, you know, building their confidence very well whenever they were a child. So it's not necessarily about that interview they're going for. So when, when I'm tapping with them and getting them to talk through the situation, this is the benefit of doing it with a practitioner too. They, we can pick up then the wee lines here and there that you go, oh, that doesn't sound like it's just about an interview. You know, maybe I'm not good enough. Even if I get this job, I won't be able to do it very well. So as they're talking through all this negative stuff, we are tapping on the points so that we're kind of almost taking the negative to a peak where they really do start to feel the physical symptoms, the sweaty hands, the heartbeat, the speech that speeds up. We're taking that to a peak, then we're tapping on it and bringing it down. Only then when we bring that negative stuff down to a level and they feel like their cortisol levels have reduced, then we can start tapping in the positive. And I mean, this is a, this can all be done in one session. This is not a lengthy process. This can be done on maybe, you know, five or 10 minutes tapping on the negative, then kind of getting them to a, a steady point, then starting to tap in some of the positive of, okay, I'm now imagining myself walking into that room. I'm feeling confident. I like what I'm wearing. I feel like I'm going to do a good job. You know, when they ask me the questions, all the answers come to me. Then you can start to put in the positive. But I think there's a lot of stuff going around now about for negative beliefs, just put in a positive affirmation. Yeah. And to me, a lot of those negative beliefs are so deeply rooted that a positive affirmation is not going to take the edge off. No. So we really need to deal with the negative stuff first. Yeah. And, and it can be dark and uncomfortable, but it's it's the way to heal. Like, you know, I I hate all those positive affirmations because well to be honest at the start of my spiritual journey like years ago I would have done them and then now as I learn more and get to know myself more and everything I'm just like well that's toxic positivity because like you you need to feel it and experience it to move through it to heal and like if you are seriously stressed or you know you're I don't know, marriage is going to break up or you're really ill mm-hmm. by feeding yourself a load of crap about I'm really healthy. I'm so happy. I'm really content. I'm going to have the best day ever. Like that's not real life. No, and it can just make you feel worse as well because inside your brain's screaming, hold on a minute. This is none of this is true. Yeah. So it can actually make you feel worse. There is a space, you know, there's a place for them, but yeah. I think there's a place for them after, as you say, you've gone through it's a journey and you need to go through the negative stuff before you can come out and start to put in you need to clear the space that's the way I look at it if you're all filled up with negative emotions and negative thoughts and fears there's no space in there for the positive Mm. whereas if you can work it as a like a balancing if you can start to reduce the negative then you can start to put in some of the positive in that space that you leave behind give me an example of um tapping in the negative so you talked about tapping in the positive and saying like um like walking like doing a great presentation or getting the job or whatever yeah. so when you're actually physically tapping on all of your points on your hands or your head or wherever yeah 
what things would you say that are negative? So say, for example, using the interview example. Mm. Um, and again, just to kind of, you said about tapping in the negative, and this is where people sometimes go, oh, hold on a minute. If I tap on the negative, am I not putting the negative in? But you're not. You are basically tapping out the negative. So you're vocalizing it and you're tapping at the same time so that what you're vocalizing no longer holds that emotional connection. So say, for example, the interview, if somebody was to come and say, I'm going for an interview tomorrow and I'm really dreading it. And every time I think about it, I feel sick. I run to the bathroom or you know, it depends where people's stress go to. Some people get a really bad headache. Some people's throats get really sore because they don't feel like they're going to be able to speak very well. Some people it goes to their stomach. Just depends, really. So somebody was to come to me and say, I'm really nervous going for an interview tomorrow. First of all, I would say you should come to me a couple of weeks ago because tomorrow's a bit soon. But if they came and said, we're going for an interview, I'm going for an interview and I'm really dreading it because the last time I went for an interview, I absolutely messed up. So first of all, I would talk. So there is an element of talking kind of therapy and what I do. So what I need to do is get out what their exact emotions and feelings are. So I will sit with a piece of paper and say, okay, talk me through what happened the last time, for example. And they'll say, okay, so I went in and I thought I could, you know, I'd learned everything. But as soon as I started speaking, I felt like the words weren't coming out or my heart was beating so fast. And I feel like I talked a load of rubbish and I didn't get the job and I made a fool of myself. So I'm noting down, okay, I made a fool of myself, talking rubbish. And I'll say, okay, and how did that, how is that making you feel now talking about it in your body? What's the physical feeling? And they'll say, oh, just even talking about it, my heart's beating faster. Or my palms are sweaty or I feel like I can't swallow. So again, I'll be noting down that and I'll say, right, what's, you know, what kind of emotions are coming up for you? And they'll say, oh, fear. I feel really a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety. Again, I'll be writing that down and then I'll say, okay, let's do a tapping round on it. So we always start with a couple of hands on our hearts, a couple of deep breaths to kind of ground ourselves. Cause after all the talking, they're all a bit kind of jittery. So to kind of ground them in the session, we'll take a couple of deep breaths. And then I will start, as I mentioned, I always start with the top of the head. Some people start with a karate chop point just depends really but as long as you're hitting all the points it really doesn't matter it's easier for me to start from the top and kind of work my way down so I'll start at the top and I'll be looking at the notes that I have specifically for that person and I'll be saying okay thinking about that last interview it was an absolute nightmare I thought I knew what I was talking about but even thinking about it now I feel sick my heart's beating faster palms and my hands are sweaty I feel awful and I didn't even get the job that's the underarm one then I will bring in the hand points and again, just repeating over and over, even thinking about it now, I feel so much fear, so much anxiety. And for the first couple of times you're doing that, it's almost heightening the sensations you can see in the people's eyes. Sometimes people will get very emotional about it. You know, a lot of times what I'm tapping on starts off kind of one thing and then it'll they'll suddenly start talking about, again, as I mentioned, something that happened in childhood. So as we're tapping on it, it might bring them up past memories of maybe standing in front of a room and being completely humiliated or feelings of not being worthy enough. So we'll do a few rounds, just basically repeating over and over again, the bad side of the interview. And then I'll maybe take it into the present and go, I'm walking in tomorrow. I really don't want to make a fool of myself. You know, I, I can just say it now. It's really going to go badly wrong. I'm going to make a fool of myself. I'm not even going to get the job anyway. I mean, I'm not probably not going to be able to do the job even if I did get it. Really take it into every, the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. And then, Again, working with with somebody and being on screen and seeing their emotions, you can kind of see that the emotions heighten and heighten. And then you can see that it starts to subside and it starts to become, they're just saying the words, but the emotional connection isn't there anymore. And then it's at that point where I'll say the next round then starting from the head, once we finish off the last round, then I'll start to 
kind of gently go into the positive. So it's like, but maybe this time could be different. You know, maybe I'm open to doing it slightly differently. So again, it's not going from last time was a nightmare, but this time's going to be wonderful. There's kind of a halfway point off, you know, maybe I'm open to doing it differently this time. And who knows, just because it didn't go well last time doesn't mean it's not going to go well this time. A couple of rounds on that. And then I'm, I can see myself now. I'm going to walk in there and that's where we then go into the positive. And everything I've learned is going to come to me and I'm going to remain calm and my creative brain is going to kick in and I'm going to be able to breathe through it. And, you know, if I get it, even, you know, if I get it, great. And if I don't, it's not the end of the world anyway, but I'm going to go in and completely do my best. So it just means then when they do go in, they've already tapped through worst case scenario. So they're already feeling calmer about it. It's almost as if they've lived it already and they've calmed the emotion about it. So they can go in and really just give their best. And then the, the hand point again, be really useful. Say you're sitting outside an interview room and there's other candidates about, again, you don't want to be starting to do this, but you could be gently tapping on the side of your hand and maybe some using some of the positive stuff that you've learned then on a session. Okay. And so what if someone came to you and they didn't have like a work goal or a business goal or would you can you work with those people who just kind of want to release some I can as in you know I can do the tapping and the tapping works for anything that they want to do it with but for my particular business I really want to try and focus on my area of expertise and because of my corporate background it's kind of a way for me to bring together the two things that I know I'm good at, if you know what I mean. Yeah. In a corporate situation, I have done a lot of coaching and development of people, like teams, you know, I've managed teams and I've kind of coached people, career coaching, that type of thing. And then on the EFT side, I've used it a lot for kind of stress management. And I'm, yeah. so now I'm trying to bring the two things together. Yeah. And at the minute I'm doing one-to-ones, but really the, the big goal for me would be to bring this into corporate actually do it for corporate people so that's when you would really be dealing with the cynics and the people going are you mad I'm sitting here in a business suit I'm not going to be tapping on the top of my head and I think that's where the challenge will come in but I would love to think that down the line I would be able to walk into boardrooms and meeting rooms with 50 people 50 executives and go okay let's work on stress around in the workplace and let me teach you this very simple technique that you can use Mm -hmm. because if we can lower the stress generally in a workplace you know what it's like it's contagious I mean, positivity is contagious yeah. but so is negativity and, and stressful situations so that would be my thing so if somebody was to come to me and it's completely unrelated to kind of career goals money money is a big thing as well people have avoided talking about money for so long it's like don't ever ask somebody what they're earning or you know how much they've got on their credit card and money has become this whole big taboo thing so I find a lot of people come to me with money blocks that have maybe grown up in a family where they've always been told money's the root of all evil. Who do you think I am, Rockefeller? Money doesn't grow on trees. And they basically grow up with a lack mentality. So even when they do set up their own business, they almost limit themselves from going to the next step because they've grown up in a family where there's lack and they don't want to kind of break that family paradigm, as we call it in the in the wellness industry or the you know the, the beliefs and the habits around money so a lot of people will come to me about that and it then leads into tapping a lot around families and beliefs and so there is definitely emotions attached to it mm-hmm. but I just think in order to for me to give my best I kind of need to do it around something that I feel really strongly about yeah. and that's around abundance attracting wealth setting goals 
you know, moving forward, basically career or business or business wise. No, that's there are lots of other people who do it for for lots of other things as well, you know. And when I qualified, actually, somebody had suggested to me that I should move into. They had like a an opening or a possibility of working with people with um, eating disorders mm-hmm. and weight management issues, which it's really really effective for as well. And I thought about it for a while, and then I thought, but that's not something that I have personal mm-hmm. experience of, and I don't feel like I could genuinely give to people like that if you know what I mean because I would just be doing it from a very mechanical this is how you tap on it and this is what you do but I wouldn't have the emotional investment in it so I think you really need to find something that you're passionate about and you have the emotions around it and that's where where mind comes in really but that's really good to know and for people to know who are going to work with you like that it's genuine and authentic because there's so many people out there who are just in the wellness industry basically to probably con people in a sense as well and um, yeah give a false sense of comfort that you know they they can do this and and really um people put a lot of trust in you and yeah you know and I think a big thing is that you have to have done the work yourself you know I'm not doing anything on any of my sessions that I haven't actually done on myself Mm -hmm. which is why it's taken me so long to get to the point where I feel like I can now come out and say you know I am now qualified to do this because whenever I qualified as an EFT practitioner I hadn't done all the work around kind of um, abundance blocks and money blocks and family paradigms and all that sort of stuff I then went and did that on top of the the practitioner stuff so every single module that I take people through I have gone through as a client so mm-hmm. I know how it feels when the emotions are coming up about family history or maybe something that's happened in childhood or maybe something that's happened early in your career and you've been looked overlooked for something or and it, these things can really stick, you know. So I think you need to be coming from a place of having been there yourself and, and yeah. use the tools to get you through because then you know that they do work. And that's where I think I have the confidence to say, I don't need to prove to you that it works. I just need you to let me show you that it does. Yeah. Good. And so, um, well, I, th- I think what we're going to go into talk about your business side of things, but I think we've very much done that. Yeah. Um, and so if people wanted to work with you or um, find you, tell us a wee bit about where we can find you online and social media and things like that. Yeah, well, at the minute, I'm only on Instagram. I'm kind of concentrating on one um, and just kind of putting bits and bits and pieces of detail of, as to what I do on there. So it's um, tapping into success on Instagram and email is just Shauna at tappingintosuccess.co.uk mm-hmm. um, and basically what I can do at the minute I'm doing one-to-ones so it's one hour sessions once a week and it's it's a very structured program kind of making sure that we're starting at the basics so you know you may come with oh I want to have this huge big business and this is these are my goals but really we take it very much back to basics where we look at okay what are your beliefs right now around money and success and successful people and we build it up from there tapping on the blocks as they come up because so many people have so many blocks around money and success and actually fear of success as well I did an Instagram post the other day about one of the big fears is not failure well there is a fear of failure obviously but a lot of people are afraid of success because they go what if it does work out and I become hugely successful what will people say what will people think about me you know so it's kind of fear of putting yourself out there and fear of being really successful So there's a very structured program that I would take people through and it's one-to-one sessions, one hour a week. We go through the talking part. We always finish with a tapping script. And then what I do is I send you through a tailored tapping script, very much tailored on the notes that I've taken through our session. 
um, and you tap on that every day for 10 minutes for the week in between just to make sure that what we've worked on the week before has been completely cleared before we would then move on to the next thing. So it's really about taking steps each week to make sure we're clearing some of that toxic kind of energy around money, success, career, business, that sort of stuff. And then we build on it each week and each week you will then get a tailored tap and script to work on in your own time. Okay. So that's what I offer right now and say down the line, hopefully going into corporate and, and kind of breaking down the barrier between corporate development and the whole wellness industry because at the minute they're very two very separate things but I would love to be able to somehow somehow combine them but that's the dream like even going into teach yoga in a corporate environment it's um it's so different because yeah like you're being asked to come in by the company and sometimes the individuals are very resistant and yeah you know even if they are there they're kind of like they're almost in like freeze mode like yeah or people looking at me and you know so it's it is it's a very it's a very hard um industry to sort yeah. of bring wellness into but um good luck with it and I'm sure Thank you'll you. be amazing um so I will pop um I'll pop your info in the notes as well if anybody wants to um, with you um, okay. so thank you so much for coming on thank you very much I really enjoyed it okay speak to you soon bye